Hi, welcome to the Employco HR podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, this is Rob Wilson. When with me is my brother and partner Scott Wilson. Hello, everybody. And Jason Eisenhut, our Vice President of HR. Hi, everyone. Nikki Navarro is working the board, and uh, we are all doing this remotely. So this is our second podcast remotely that uh, that we're doing. So thanks for joining us, and we apologize if there's any technical difficulties as you listen to uh, to this podcast. So or dogs barking, or <laughs> right? Other noises. I'm sure that'll here. happen. Doorbells, dogs barking, trucks going by. So since we're all working remotely. Uh, our, since we're working remotely, we thought uh, a topic we wanted to tackle today was managing a remote workforce during the COVID-19 pandemic. So, so many businesses have gone now to, to work remote that, that uh, uh, we wanted to kind of dive into that on your technology, the infrastructure, and, and the bigger, bigger issues, too, is engaging and motivating your remote workers. You're not looking at each other in the office anymore. So now everyone's working from their homes uh, in many businesses. So how do you keep those employees engaged? So, uh, so we'll uh, we'll take it from there. So Jason, want to give us a little uh, kick us off? Yeah, it's actually pretty interesting. So um, as Rob mentioned, many companies, including our own, uh, have are kind of forced into the telecommuting. I've never in my twenty plus years of in the workforce after college, I've never had a consistent work from or a scheduled work from home. Uh, so it's something I'm getting used to, uh, the computer set up kind of interacting with coworkers and staff members. It's something brand new. Um, and although that working from home and telecommuting is kind of the synonymous, uh, this concept was invented in the 1970s by a university of Southern California professor, um, researching communication and transportation, the professor was looking into how companies and government offices began seriously promoting the idea later that decade after the energy crisis. Uh, but obviously, in the 70s, there weren't personal computers widely used at home. But even just a couple of years ago in 2018, only 24% of U.S. workers worked at home at least occasionally. But just about a month ago after the COVID-19 crisis started hitting and companies were really trying to seriously look at telecommuting as a viable option um, 67% of employers are now taking steps to allow employees who didn't normally work from home to begin working from home. So this is something that's really sweeping the country um, as a lot of companies like ours are trying to get through the, the difficult times and the chaos. But at the same time, we're also trying to make sure we're dealing with our employees, our customers, our infrastructure and technology the right way uh, in case this needs to continue for a while. Right as you look at uh, Scott started planning uh, planning for this with you know we're in the HR. Our business. planning actually goes back to the um, SARS bird flu and swine flu. So we've had um, kind of emergency contingency plans in place for about eleven. 10 to 11 years now that we've never, you know, we do trial runs with department heads and things like that, but we really had hoped that it would work and it turned out it did work. Uh, when you think back, uh, we've been, our entire office has been working remotely now for this is uh, five full weeks now. Right. And, and as we, as you ramp that up uh, a couple weeks before we went remote, we went remote March 16th and, uh, uh, tackled a variety of issues like printing paychecks and and uh, go to my PC on a, a lot of laptops and home computers and uh, all that goes with that on the technology side. 
and go to my PC is a good for a uh, for basic connections. It's good, but for the more secure, sensitive uh, connections, we have VPN connections, which is an added level of security. Um, but again, with that, you know, you have more control about it, control with it. But it's good to have the redundancies between a program like Go to My PC that's web based and or a uh, VPN connection. Right. So as you look at the technology side. Uh, First thing you really have to tackle with your employees are uh, are they is it is it company owned laptops iPads or are you asking your employees to use their own computers at at home and then you have to look at what uh, what is that hardware the internet connection and what type of security is there and virus protectors right Scott yeah you've got virus protection firewall protection um, you know a whole list of things that you know that you really do have to worry about. Um, most firewalls, uh, when you do a VPN connection, you're actually running through the company firewall. Uh, so that's the advantage of doing a VPN connection. Now you go with like a go to my PC. It's web based. It's a, uh, secure, I think they use Citrix, um, is their secure connection. So both of those are pretty safe, widely used, um, uh, ways of connecting to networks and everything. Um, and I mean, they each have pros and cons, um, but it's that fine line of balancing. And then on top of that, you really don't want to rely just on emailing back and forth. Like when we go back and forth with our accounting department, payroll department, whether it's wire transfers or anything like that, we have set up redundancies so that not only don't accept just an email, exchange text messages, verbally speak to you people. So having those layers of redundancies ensure that things aren't being kind of pushed through from a fraud standpoint, just getting an email and assuming that it is an actual email from the person. Yeah, because the last thing you need is people opening up their wrong documents and uh, putting a virus into their own computers as well as into uh, into any type of uh, company system. Yeah, it would be more so the latter one where, you know, you have someone's home computer and they might not have used it for four years and they're running Windows 8 or Windows 7 on it. And now they're you know, you're giving the keys to the kingdom, remoting into your network. There's a lot of things you got to worry about. So, Jason, do you uh, any recommendation on how to uh, create a remote work policy? Yeah. So, one of the initial parts that we recommend is creating it together with employees, and maybe you've got some representatives from different departments and come up with a policy together. Um, you kind of remind employees in the policy about okay, if they're hourly, non-exempt employees. Remember to record your hours. Maybe it's on a timesheet or some online time clock. Uh, remember to, uh, this is speaking to employees, remember to ask for approval prior to working overtime. Uh, a reminder to employees about how the company property is issued and needs to be taken care of and report any problems pretty quickly. And if a company would like the employee to use it for incidental personal use, that's fine. If the company doesn't want company property to be used for any personal use, just make sure you include that in the policy and, and the, uh, the communication. And the last piece is for a policy is to remind employees to notify their employer as soon as anything changes. Um, maybe they need printer, toner, cartridge, or more paper, or they need a final expense report. Employees shouldn't sit on that for a year and then submit everything because it's a little bit of an accounting nightmare. Uh, so once you get that commuting, telecommuting or work from home policy, communicate it, uh, try and get an employee sign off an acknowledgement that they've received it and they understand 
the kind of the parameters of the policy. And we we've actually uh, companies like Office Depot, Office Max. Now that they've merged, um, even though I know they're on the higher end, pricier things, you probably can get better deals from uh, local office supply companies. But Office Depot does have a nice uh, their website's pretty slick, so that you can create your own address book. And so I've just been shipping directly to our various employees' houses if they need toner and cartridges. Um, what have you, you could order it online, just change the shipping address. And at least here in Chicago, they do same day messaging, messaging, uh, so that if someone's, you know, in a bind, they can get their supplies within a couple hours, which is really nice. So Jason, for your hourly employees, how are you handling the, uh, the time, time clock or uh, timekeeping issues? So hopefully you've got good staff and it's uh, you don't have to worry about abuse or neglect or just accidental uh, misuse. Uh, but what we recommend is take, kind of keeping a really close eye on it the first couple of weeks to make sure everyone is on the same page and doing it correctly. And then thereafter, uh, you can typically uh, kind of get a good feel for hourly employees and whether or not their reported time worked matches your understanding of it. Uh, and what we're seeing really is working well with a lot of our clients, even internally, is uh, the, the employer trying to be as flexible as possible. So if that's an employee who <clears throat> excuse me, has children at home and their ch- child's e-learning schedule is 11 o'clock to noon, maybe the employer can let them work an additional hour or hour at the beginning or at the end of the workday instead of taking like the entire time off. They just kind of adjust their schedule a little bit. So the employer and the supervisor try to keep a close eye on it, but then also being flexible as as time goes on because needs and business reasons change uh, kind of throughout the course of the remote working relationship. Well, and I think also uh, another good resource would be how we're very big on surveys. It's always good to have contacts with clients. Uh, things like that would be sending surveys out, saying to clients. How is the response time? Are have you noticed any difference in us meeting your needs from response time to work product, etc.? So, I mean, that's always another option as far as checking in with the clients. A you know, a secondary person, not the person that's the main contact, just to see that things are being uh, done the correct way and promptly. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. So, Jason, let's shift gears uh, and talk about engaging and motivating. Yeah, so this is the tricky part. I think one the first thing, and probably rightfully so, it makes sense. The first thing that employers think about is the hardware technology. I got to get everybody up and running. I got to make sure they have the tools and equipment they need to do their job. At the same time, or at least shortly after, the employer should I hopefully start thinking about, okay, so now my employees are working from home. How do I keep them engaged and motivated? Uh, there's a big feeling, a big concern of employees of feeling lonely and getting depressed because it's a big change in uh, your working environment and working with people. Uh, So what we recommend is trying to over-communicate. And that could be a two-way street. So management trying to over-communicate with employees and management encouraging employees to communicate with them. It's a two-way street. Uh, Both seeking to pass information two ways and also obtaining information both ways. And whether or not that's a, a scheduled call with your all employees and then maybe a department level biweekly call webcam, maybe it's just a phone call, conference call, maybe it's a, some one-on-ones, uh, kind of mixing up the, the method and the audience to try and 
get everybody together and get everybody on the same page, kind of similar to as much as possible to try and replicate that in-person environment uh, where the camaraderie and collaboration really probably excelled. So outside of that, uh, there is uh, some additional recommendations that we have. Um, one of them is kind of a peer-led uh, training for their coworkers. So maybe that's once a week, once a month, uh, you assign uh, a person in the department to train everyone else within that department. So they pick a topic uh, and they can do Zoom or go to my meeting or some other type of video or screen sharing software package. And that coworker really has a good sense of purpose. They uh, they can interact with coworkers that people can see the functionality, get trained on a topic. Uh, not only is this good during remote time, but it's a good practice even regular times, but especially now at telecommuting, if employees can take the time to own it, kind of run a telecommuting or remote work screen sharing session, it really does a lot to uh, establish that kind of motivation and engagement within the company. How often are you recommending doing uh, departmental or office video calls? Uh, it really depends on how frequently the business changes. If it's a if it's a pretty consistent business and uh, the customers are pretty consistent, that might be once a week. Uh, but if things are pretty rapidly changing within your workforce, that might be a daily call. It might be 15 minutes every day or an hour once a week. So it really depends on each business. But we recommend at least at a minimum talking to everybody in the department at least once a week to get everybody together as, as much as you can. Well, and also in addition to that, Newsletters are always a great idea. I know we do a newsletter on top of uh, doing the uh, virtual meetings once a week at a minimum. So I think uh, the, I agree. The more you communicate, uh, the more people feel like they're still attached. Our very own Nikki Navarro uh, does handles our uh, our newsletter every week. Outstanding uh, every, newsletters every, every Monday, like clockwork. So yep, I got to get his autograph. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. So in, in addition, obviously, managers are trying to check in as much as possible with their employees. But one of the things that we also recommend is trying to at least short term change the productivity mindset. So in this time, companies are flying speed of light and responding to client requests, internal process changes. Uh, so obviously, companies probably are not going to maintain the same level of productivity over the next several weeks or in the past couple of weeks as, as they did prior to the, the pandemic. Uh, so trying to be as flexible as possible and managing by results. So um, although you might not think an employee is kind of uh, logged in at a certain time, if they're getting their results done, that's probably the, the biggest concern for management is setting realistic goals and setting those goals and then letting the employees get those done. And if you have trust and faith in them, as you did probably before the pandemic crisis, uh, if they're hitting those goals, that's probably the, the biggest piece to manage too. And I really think this is going to change the uh, work environment going forward. I mean, it really will be able to show companies their ability that, you know what, maybe these people can work remotely if they would like to. And um, depending on health conditions and how long this uh, pandemic goes for, if you have high-risk people or people that are considered high-risk uh, for being exposed to you know, the coronavirus or what have you, um, it's a really good alternative to instead of having them come in and have to worry about, well, if I have to come in, do I have to worry about me getting sick or catching something? So I think it's really going to change the environment going forward. 
And that could help with if the environment does change and some companies are more open or have found that some new ways to allow employees to work from home, that might help with recruitment and retention. Obviously, younger generation probably would like more of an opportunity to work from home more frequently than they have been. And so this might be a way to help improve recruitment and retention if there's just a new avenue or new way of thinking that this might have changed some things that weren't kind of ready before. Yep, I agree. Sure, businesses that never thought that they would have remote workforce now have a remote workforce. Yep, right. So anything, uh, anything that we're missing, Jason, as we uh, – we try and keep our uh, our podcast to uh, fifteen minutes or so. We're we're a bit over, but uh, a lot of good content. Yeah, just a couple of last kind of quick level points is try and promote some wellness. Uh, obviously, during these tough times, everyone's feeling a little bit off. Uh, so try and keep a pulse on your staff. Uh, are they feeling lonely? Are they feeling depressed? Uh, remind them. Send them articles, like Scott mentioned. Maybe it's a phone call about. Uh, physical well-being, reminder about exercise and how that can help, mental well-being, financial well-being, uh, kind of keep in touch with your staff and uh, be as flexible as possible. If th- as things change and in two weeks from now, it might be even more different or, or different than it is now. It might be an alternating work week instead of everyone's full time. So we're seeing our some of our best clients even internally. The, the, the companies that are being flexible and open-minded are, are kind of excelling at this point, at least as best as possible. Yeah, the main thing is, again, keeping up with the security, cross-checks, and redundancies. That way you verify especially any type of financial information. You don't just want to go through one method of saying, okay, cut the check for this invoice or pay this bill or whatever. You always want to have you know, as many different cross-checks as possible, whether it's a phone call, phone call, and a text message. Other ways where you know that it's you know the phone numbers match you know, the cell phone numbers match, things like that, that it's not being spooked. So you always have to have your uh, mind on security too. Right. Especially from a remote workforce standpoint, too much fraud can pop up. Yep. Right. We appreciate all the content and uh, as we all try and navigate to uh, working in this new environment. So we don't know how long we'll be uh, working from our homes until uh, businesses are back open again. And uh, if you like our podcast, sign up for the HR newsletters. Uh, uh, Jason Edgar have been putting out some awesome content. Uh, so if you want to get on that or any questions, uh, HR at employco.com. Yeah, let us know if you have any questions about the podcast content or still any PPP loans or emergency paid sick leave. We're helping, uh, as we put out a couple of weeks ago, we're, we're helping anyone who needs help at this point. So normally we're, we're just kind of focused on clients, but during this crisis, we're helping uh, any company who needs help, give us a call, 630-920-0000, or like Scott mentioned, hr at employco.com. Great. Thanks for joining our podcast this week, and uh, feel free to reach out to us with uh, with any questions or comments. Thanks so much. Thanks. Be safe.